0: Coming up on the Louis Diaz Podcast.
1: Yeah, sometimes it was stressful, but it was one of the best times in my life. I felt so free.
0: Hello, and welcome to the Louis Diaz Podcast. Every day, I come across some of the most incredibly fascinating and authentic people from all walks of life. And together, we're inviting you in to be our special guests as we take you through some of their amazing experiences, adventures, and journeys. So, sit back, relax, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Louis Diaz Podcast. Okay. Hi there, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Louis Diaz Podcast. Today, I've got a guest with me, someone by the name of Lempy, who has been on some incredible journeys and had some amazing experiences. And I kind of picked up on that from the moment we both met. So, welcome, Lempy. Thank you. <laughs> so, Limpie, um where are we going today?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna tell a story about like how I started traveling and how I left Finland and how it, my traveling has changed during the years. And yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we spoke a little bit before we started recording today, and it sounds like you have so much that you could talk about.
1: Mm, yeah. It's 10 years is a long time, long time of traveling and it's really hard to pick the the best parts.
0: I'm going to take a second just to talk about where we are just for people listening. Um, We are at a cafe, we are at the Lentils at Abbotsford Convent today and I want to talk a little bit about the day we met which was only like not long ago and I was sitting in a cafe and you came in with all your bags and belongings. And, you know, like, I think you were frantically looking for your phone charger or something like that. And you looked like you had been through quite a bit. Tell us a little bit about that day. Yeah,
1: so um, I was, (laughs) I had been squatting and our squat got evicted. And um, yeah, so I had all of my property I have here in Australia with me. And I didn't know where I was going after lentils and I was really, really tired and so therefore i went to eat in the lintels, and i had to charge my phone to organize what to do next so yeah i kind of took my space really openly
0: <laughs> is that common for you to find yourself in those kinds of situations in the with the sort of traveling that you do
1: yeah i i feel like it's happening all the time <laughs> i guess yeah i rarely have an address and have a like um I don't live in the same place for a long time ever like usually it's just it's all about like a couple of months, few months and then I move away again.
0: So would you call yourself um, nomadic in a way?
1: Yes, I would call myself a nomad, yeah. yeah.
0: You know having a look at all the activity on social media um, around certain types of travel experiences I think there's a really romantic notion around being a nomad, you know. <laughs> And um, I guess from the moment I met you, I could sense that there was something about you that was kind of traveling in that way, but it didn't feel romantic.
1: That moment it wasn't romantic at all. (laughs) Not at all. But it has like, it definitely has its uh, romantic side. Like otherwise I wouldn't be attracted about this kind of way of living. But sometimes it's really not romantic and just like terrible and I'm I'm sick of it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I live a very different life. And I can honestly say that there's parts of it that I enjoy and parts of it that I find very difficult to deal with. So I don't think there's like a a real set way that's going to guarantee you 100% happiness all the time. Mm,
1: That's for sure.
0: So, you know, you had a life in Finland and you didn't feel like maybe deep down that it was for you. Mm. Then you decided that you wanted to change something. What was that? Mm.
1: Well, when I moved away from Finland for the first time, I didn't know that was the solution. I was supposed to go to London for three months and come back to Finland afterwards. And when I went to London, when I moved there, I felt amazingly good. Like, I felt so, so happy after being depressed for such a long time in Finland. So I just realized, like, no way, (laughs) I'm going to go back to live in Finland. And I was uh, doing this au pair job in London and it didn't work out. And I had to go back to Finland after one month. But I already knew that I would get away as soon as possible, that I would just uh, just get rid of my things and take just the necessary things and just leave again. And yeah, after a couple of months I, I moved to Ireland and after that to Holland and after that to India and yeah. <laughs>
0: Cool, so London was the place that sort of kicked it off for you?
1: Yes, when I was 21, I was more into big cities. I guess I, I wanted action, and I still like action, definitely. I'm here in Melbourne. <laughs> Melbourne is full of action. But yeah, in these days, I prefer it a little bit calmer places, but yeah, I, I really loved it in London back then. And I actually, I wanted to go back. But the next all pair job I found from Ireland. And this is why I moved to Ireland afterwards. And I love it in Ireland as well.
0: So you mentioned Holland and uh, Asia and India. Mm-hmm. It sounds like there's several different places that you've been to.
1: Yes. And I've been going really fast. I can't really explain why it happens this way. I rarely stay in one country for longer than 6 months. Like actually I I don't think I do that. <laughs> actually it's less than 6 months.
0: Is it addictive to live like that?
1: It is extremely addictive. Yeah, it is. And to be honest, like sometimes I I exhaust myself like I get really burned out from moving too fast because when you move fast, you also like all the people around you change and you have to get to know people again, you have to get to know new languages and cultures and how you are supposed to behave and it's it's really tiring and, and exhausting, but it is it is also very addictive. One of the addictive parts is like um you don't necessarily have to face your like troubles or certain kind of problems like you can run away constantly and that is like kind of the the bad addictive part of it but it's also like you learn constantly and very fast and that's really addictive too and you feel so much alive all the time because everything is changing everything is new you're new and interesting
0: i don't want to focus too much on what you were running away from yeah but I want to hear about like your most incredible travel adventure that you've had
1: most incredible travel adventure (laughs) that's a tricky one like what would be the most incredible like they are all so incredible like should I tell about when I hitchhiked from Finland to Morocco and back
0: yes you should definitely tell
1: (laughs) about this it took for one year I had been in Finland for a while and I was really tired of it and I felt like it's time to leave but I had no idea where I was going and what I was going to do plus I didn't have much money so I was like okay I can just hitchhike anywhere and I had just read uh, a book from a friend of mine he he wrote about traveling without money so when I left Finland, I still had some savings, but at the time I came to the Netherlands, I ran out of money, and uh, after that it was really interesting. Mm, I have to ask you, how open and honest I should be about. Ah, like oh, you know, <laughs> as
0: open and honest as you feel comfortable being, yeah. but anything's good. Yeah. So, yeah, um, you were in um, you're in Holland, right?
1: Yeah, I was in the Netherlands. And I was really into partying, and yeah, I had spent probably my last money for drugs, and that's common in the Netherlands. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and I I had arrived to France afterwards. I was in Dijon, and I had an infection here, like on my cheek. What you from? Know, from taking drugs and not taking care of myself, and. <laughs> And I needed a lotion and uh, I I was just like kind of begging for money or asking help from people like on the street. And that was my first experience not having money and getting whatever I, I needed. And then I went to restaurants to ask for leftovers and to markets to ask for food they are throwing away. And I realized that I can get just as much food as I need like wherever I need it for free. Because I, so many stores and restaurants are wasting so much food. So, mm. yeah, I realized that I don't actually have to pay for food. And I don't have to pay for accommodations either. Because you can do couch surfing and you can sleep in squats. And, yeah, then you can hitchhike.
0: Yeah, so these are all things that you weren't really aware existed until you found yourself in that situation where you needed to think differently, I suppose, yeah. about how you were going to survive and then you suddenly started to discover like catch surfing and you know get mm. getting food scraps from restaurants and things so
1: yeah I think it's like I kind of knew that it's possible to get all of, all of those things if you need but when you have money you spend it and if you don't have money you just find alternative ways to get whatever you need and yeah It's a really good feeling when you realize that you don't need it to survive and it releases a lot of capacity because we spend so much uh, thinking to to think about money and how much we should spend and all that. But when you don't have money, you don't have the option to spend it. So you can just ask whatever you need and people are good, they help you if, if they can. So yeah, it was really cool to see that I get everything I need just by asking.
0: Yeah, I'm falling in love with that idea that you put yourself in these situations where you have to think differently about how you survive and then you discover some really beautiful parts about like human nature mm. as a result and that you probably otherwise wouldn't have if you didn't put yourself in those situations.
1: Yeah, that's true. Actually, I feel like our parents are like telling us about the danger of strangers, you know, like don't talk to strangers. But when the strangers are the only ones uh who can actually help you it just changes everything and you see people in different way and yeah I, all of those people who gave me lifts like i didn't know them and sometimes i was hitchhiking in the bit be- middle of the night and like nothing too bad ever happened to me even though i was hitchhiking alone like sometimes i i went to sleep in places of people i met randomly on the street you know and <laughs> It has made me feel that really 99.9% of all people are actually really nice and helpful and they really want the best for you.
0: Yeah, Restoring my faith in humanity. And not that I didn't have faith in humanity, but it's just that we we can forget the amazing part of connecting with strangers. It makes you feel alive, just like you said. Yeah. Uh, and I guess that brought us here. But you started mm-hmm. in Finland and you ended up in the Netherlands and now in France where you've just kind of... Um, managed to heal your cheek infection. Yes. <laughs> uh, and But you're on your way to Morocco.
1: Yeah, I was. I, I always wanted to go to visit Morocco. Why? Mm, something about Morocco and, like, Arabic countries fascinates me very much for some reason. Like, something, how they look in, like, visually. Like, and, yeah.
0: I think I know what you mean. The, the way that they look visually feels like there's so much historical depth mm. that you're just drawn to wanting to immerse yourself in whatever it is that they know that we don't know
1: yeah yeah it is really interesting so
0: mm. you're in France where was the next stop?
1: Um, I went to Spain after that I went to Portugal and after that I went to Morocco like through Spain
0: so this is all hitchhiking
1: All hitchhiking, yeah.
0: And was it just that easy? I mean, you said it took a year.
1: It took a year, but it didn't take a year in a way that I was um, just waiting rides. Really, (laughs) it was like the like getting lifts was really easy and fast. But I spent some time in Amsterdam, and I spent a month or two in Hamburg, and I was in Berlin too. And yeah, I was couple of weeks here and there you know just for fun making friends spending time with old friends yeah
0: and so your aim was to hitchhike from Finland to Morocco you've stopped in all these amazing places that Mm. people dream of going to were you able to really enjoy yourself
1: yeah sometimes it was stressful but it was one of the best times in my life I felt so free and with like with time now when I'm getting older I want more stability but back then I didn't care if I was living like every two weeks or
0: mm yeah cool really cool so here we are where you've ended up in Morocco what did that feel like
1: it felt really really amazing and it also taught me a lot because like people were scaring me before going to Morocco like I posted in hitch partners or something like this. You know where you can find people to hitchhike with. I was asking people like, would someone come with me to to Morocco because I have heard it's a little bit more dangerous. And a lot of people came to scare me like, hey, don't go there alone. Uh, as people see me as a woman, like so. They said, don't go alone as a woman. It's too dangerous, Like you will die or (laughs) something bad will happen to you. And I I really got scared when people said all all of these things to me. And I chose to go with a friend that I didn't know back then. Remy was my hitchhiking partner that I I went there with. But when we started hitchhiking together in, in Morocco, it was really nice to hitchhike with him. But then I started hitchhiking on my own again and it wasn't scary at all really and i wouldn't say it it was dangerous either it was actually just completely fine to hitchhike alone and of course like every now and then there's there are people asking you like oh would you like to marry me or (laughs) you would like to come with me to my place or something like this and they sometimes they might they might put a hand on your leg or something like this this is this is common life of a person who looks like this you know like people treat me in a certain way you know because they see me as a woman but what what i liked about morocco is that i felt like that if i said like no i'm not going with you or no i'm not going to marry you that was it you know they they didn't ask twice It was like okay that's fine and like i didn't have the same experience in india for example or in many places in Asia or South America and yeah, so I, I didn't really feel unsafe in Morocco.
0: So you got there and you're having these experiences and you found that it's nowhere near as dangerous as what people were warning you against.
1: They had absolutely no idea what they were talking about, really.
0: But you decided not to listen and go and do your own thing?
1: Mm, at first I decided to listen them and I, I started to hitchhike there with Remy but then we went to different paths and I realised that it's completely fine for me h- to hitchhike alone.
0: So how long did you end up staying in Morocco?
1: I was there in total for, for one month. I could have stayed for longer because I really, I really enjoyed Morocco. It's really beautiful but um, I had a partner back then and my partner was living in Germany. And after four months of being away from him, I, I started to miss him a lot and I had to go.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can relate to that. So that was why you left, I suppose.
1: Yeah, I wanted to stay away from Europe like while it was the coldest months. And he told me via email that it's starting to get warmer already in Germany and I can, it's safe to come back. <laughs> so yeah so I I slowly started to go back
0: and so are you looking to do more of the same here in Australia more of like the hitchhiking and the Mm.
1: yeah uh, probably if I go to travel here in Australia I will do it hitchhiking because i have heard from my friends that it's really easy but right now i'm actually planning to get a paid job and save money for driver's license and a van because i feel like uh, finally after years of constantly or like over and over being homeless i i feel like i need my own space
0: yeah again totally relate to that so, where's next on your trip then? You're here in Victoria at the moment, you're going to work for maybe a couple of months, mm. and then where do you really want to go? Where speaks to you here?
1: Mm. Uh, I, I don't have very strict plans, to be honest. I'm a bit uh, confused at the moment, I I I don't know what's going to happen next.
0: I guess that's one of the great things about living the way you do that you don't need to have hard plans to to meet deadlines and be back at a career or something like that by a Mm. certain date
1: yeah that's true
0: yeah i feel like we could talk for hours you've been like so interesting to talk to it's an absolute pleasure to especially hear that you you know you weren't uh, scared away from going out and having these unique experiences and that you went for it and that you learned some really beautiful things about human culture mm. um, on your journeys. It's really inspiring. So I wanted to say um, thank you so much for sharing that with us. And who knows, we might actually end up having to talk again. What I'd like to do is to see if you have any like a picture from mm-hmm. your trip.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't have a phone with me in Morocco. So and I didn't have a camera if I remember right. So <laughs> So, but I I definitely have at least one picture from Morocco and I have, like, some pictures from the trip from Finland to Morocco.
0: Amazing. Yeah, so look, just for anyone listening out there, if they want to hear more or see more, there'll be a little write-up. I usually accompany each of the podcasts with a little blog describing the podcast itself. So, yeah, keep an eye out. And before we end it off, though, I do this customary round of applause with all of my guests so usually on one, two, three, we give each other a clap. Thank Bye. You. One, two, three. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Louis Diaz podcast. To find out more about any of our guests and catch additional photos and content from this episode, find us on Instagram at louisdiaz.podcast.